Orion's belt! Perry, report! Are we under attack? Nothing on the radar, but it could be one of them new stealth fighter planes. I don't want speculation, Perry. I want to know why Nana's tea set is in tiny pieces all over the floor. Ollie, what do you have? Uh, looks like the ISWD's offline. I'll patch you through to fan engineer. Good job, Ollie. Now go take a nap. You've earned it. That's an order, big guy. Faye, I need answers. Looks like we threw an yttrium rod, Captain. The ISWD's offline, but auxiliary engines still seem functional. We'll put another one in then. If the Menelaeans find us, we'll be sitting ducks. I would, but the damage is more extensive. The space tech failsafe failed, so when the ISWD cycled, the yttrium rod smashed through the ballast converter. So we'll need to find another. Don't bore me with your mindless techno babble. I just need to know one thing. Can you fix it? We have an extra space tech failsafe, but we need a ballast converter. Can't you salvage some parts from the old ambition drive? That turned out to be a real wash. The ambition drive's parts are all proprietary. In many ways, it's a perfect machine. In many ways, it's a paragon of irreverent business conduct. Who contracted Nintendo to manufacture Astro-based components? I'll have him court-martialed. So where can we get that Bantam Contorter? Ballast Converter. It's relatively simple technology. We should be able to find one on any world that's developed the internal combustion engine. Excellent. Everyone meet me on the bridge. We've got a civilization to discover. Looks like we broke down a couple hectopectals from the trash kit system. With auxiliary engines, we should be in orbit within the next half hour. Hans, our resident xenoanthropologist. Are there any planets with people down there? According to the records, the system's second planet, Balkova, is home to a race of intelligent humanoids who are likely to have the part of which we are in need. Excellent. What else can you tell us about these Balkanarians? The proto-capitalist society is driven primarily by the textile industry. They are peaceful people who have only just entered the jet age. Textiles, you say? Ja, it is written in their sacred text that the truest pleasure of life is achieved through the development, manufacture, and implementation of various fabrics. They have set up quite a sophisticated metaphor for this cycle of life and death through weaving. Hmm, weaving. This culture seems fascinating. Perhaps I ought to investigate it further. Faye, you and I will go down to the alien planet to search for that, uh, what-you-know-it capacitor. With all due respect, sir, wouldn't it make more sense to bring Hans, our renowned xenoanthropologist, to the surface with you? And risk another world war? Not a chance! Besides, I'll need you to come to the planet and make sure the natives don't try to sell me a lemon. The engine will need to be retrofitted in order to accommodate the pre-space travel version of the ballast converter. I'm pretty sure Perry can handle it. Sir, I don't know if I'm qualified to- Hans? Perry? Load up the shuttle with all of our bullion. Faye and I will be in wardrobe. We need to get into character. Here's the engine manual, Herman. Any info on retro, uh, retroplasty? Uh, fixing the thing should be in here somewhere. I hope I am not out of line, sir, but I am a xenoanthropologist. I know nothing about what is in this book. Well, Hans, looks like we got our work cut out for us. 
Nein, nein, I don't understand. Ah, yes, idioms. I've read you Australians have a hard time with idioms. I was just saying we've got a lot of hard work to do. Don't sweat it, though. I mean, don't worry. Lieutenant Perry, I'm a proud German, and I take great insult in the manner in which you address me. How's about settling that over some onion rings at Outback when this is all over? For now, I'm the commanding officer, and we've got to, uh... Retrofit. Yep, we got to do that. Based on their electronics technology, we should have no trouble locating a new ballast converter. If they're so advanced, why are they selling aeronautics equipment in a village market? Dr. Zimmer said their culture is profoundly decentralized. There's no mass market economy, just independent manufacturers and entrepreneurs. Damned inefficient is what it is. Imagine if all these individual vendors were united together into one store. You could build it right in this square, like a big box of commerce. Progress. Keep an eye out for mechanical parts. I'll scan for electrical equipment. Daha! Pay dirt already! This doesn't look like a reliable technotronics dealer. Are you sure that... Are you looking at cotton? Hardly. This is linen. Feel how light it is. Captain, this is hardly an appropriate time to go fabric shopping. Are you kidding? Look at this thread count. I wonder if they have it in a beige. Been wanting a summer uniform. Shorts. Shopkeep, how much per yard? Mm, ten remnants. Faye, how much is that in real money? About one one-thousandth ounce of gold. Great Saturn, I'll take a dozen yards. Right away, sir. Captain, we need to be careful with our spending. We only have so much bullion. Good God, Chinsky, feel this. This is pure velvet, not velveteen. I wonder how the tailors are here. Picture this in an evening jacket. Although in this heat, a jaunty pattern might be nice. Maybe a gingham or seersucker. I seriously think we should consider- Don't you dare say houndstooth to me. I won't have it in my closet. You're exploiting them. Astro-based protocol indicates that we should only purchase necessities to avoid distorting less developed economies. Faye, a tailored velvet jacket would cost a month's salary back home. If that's not a necessity, I don't know what is. I just hope there's room for it all on the shuttle. Ultracarbonic flux? I tell you what, Herman. I maybe ain't so book-learned as you. Us Perrys generally lack such interest. My daddy always said all a good pilot needs is a sharp eye and steady hand. And I tell you what, you find yourself on the wrong end of a Neptunian deal. Tell me how them books and such are gonna fly this hunk of metal through the eye of a needle. Lieutenant Perry, can you pass me the Phillips head screwdriver? Yeah, I'm sure you had your book learning in your Germanic schools, building watches and Lamborghinis. But look at you now when you've got to use it. I've never worked on an engine or a machine of any type. I have never even driven a car. For the last time, I am a xenoanthropologist. Hans, you surprise me. I know you Germans have a way with wine and cheese and romance and women. But how are you ever going to get a nice fraulein to notice you if you can't fix an engine or even drive a car? Perry, do you even know what anthropology is? I've seen Jurassic Park. No thanks, big guy. Well, let me tell you what I do. And while we're at it, let me tell you a thing or two about my home and Mosserland. Alright, this card is fully loaded. You know where to take it? Over those hills to the house that looks like a spaceship. Got it. These beasts of yours are really something. 
What do you call them? Argodons. They are a cornerstone of our society. Captain, how much fabric have you bought? Enough for a whole fall wardrobe. God, I can't wait for the captain's ball. We need to watch our spending. It's bad enough you bought all those laborers. I mean, they're basically slaves. But, but, indentured servants. The Astrobase Charter expressly forbids slaveholding, Faye. I merely purchase their remaining contracts of indenture. Think of them as interns. It's flagrantly offensive. Dr. Zimmer warned us they consider trade a matter of great honor. One moment, Faye. It looks like one of them has something for me. You said you desired items of art, so I brought you a copy of the Mia de Vera. It's a gorgeous book. What's your name, kiddo? I'll call you Scooter. So what's this book about, Scooter? It is our holiest text. It depicts the conception of our savior by the great creator Miyadamut, who came to us in the form of a goat to consummate his love for a human woman. Each copy is the result of 300 hours of painstaking work by the holy monks. Delightful. I'll take five copies. Uh, but here. Zip out the pornier bits. I don't want Ollie coming across this. He is defiling the Midavera. Heathen! This is exactly what I mean, Captain. You're disgracing their culture. Oh, don't worry, Faye. They can have the extra pages. Can we just find a parts dealer and get what we came for? What's the hurry? Between your extravagant spending, defacement of religious icons, and human trafficking? Internships! I'm getting a little nervous. I'd like to go buy the part and leave. Oh, fine, let's go. Come along, Scooter. I'm going to describe a dish to you called foie gras. And that, to be brief, is the history of the people of Germany. Thank you for that, Hans. I tell you what, Spielberg sure had you people wrong. And those poor Habsburgs. And he's not even gotten to the apple strudel. And for an anthropologist, you're doing a darn fine job with that engine. Was it supposed to do that? What's the book say? I can't make heads or tails of it. Us Perrys were never- That, it seems the rear housing must be removed for compatibility procedures. Well, now that that's finished, do tell me more about the, uh, loving customs of your people. Suitable cubic dimensions. Solid construction. Acceptable mass. Yes, this will do. Very good. 5,000 remlocks. Great. Let me go get my cash. Throw in another hand-tooled accent lamp. Doesn't match a thing in my quarters, but I'm due for a remodel. Captain, I found a ballast converter. I need the gold. The total is 8,500 Ramlaks. Great work, Faye. Just give me one second. 300 Ramlaks is your change. 300? No! We need to return this. Sorry, madam. All sales are final. That's it? We only have 300 left? The parts cost more than 10 times that. You idiot! We're going to be stuck here because you spent all the ship's funds on clothing and trinkets! Relax, Faye. I'll take care of it. Shopkeep, I need this part, but I don't have enough cash. I'll give you 300 Remlax plus mm, these three interns. Captain! Don't worry, I'll see to it they're well cared for. They need to be fed and watered three times a day, and they'll need college credit. I cannot make this trade. It is dishonorable. Are you sure? Looks like you could really use some extra labor around here. 
Lots of broken down merchandise. Nobody to handle your books. This could really turn things around for you. Fine. It's a deal. You're unbelievable. What? I got the part. By trading human beings, which is both morally unconscionable and deeply offensive to their culture. Even if you can't muster a tiny amount of human decency, at least think of our safety. It's a miracle that you haven't offended anybody enough to get us arrested or stabbed yet. Oh, come off it, Faye. We're not going to get tossed in jail for a few smart trades. Cultures operate according to logical rules. These are reasonable people. As long as we stay within the limits, we're fine. They aren't irrational lunatics. What, are they going to arrest us because I'm wearing my sash over the wrong shoulder? Or perhaps because you're in public with a man who isn't your husband? Or maybe if I dump some yogurt on this goat? He has poured the cream of Argadon on Madrumont's visage. Infidels, hold the police. Uh, whoops. Damn it, Captain. Look what you've done. No need to panic. I'll call for a rescue squad and we'll be out of this in a jiffy. And they trade me shoddy in turns without honor. They must give it color. Captain, look out. He's got a rock. What, are you going to throw a rock at an unarmed man? <gasps> ha, deflected. Serves you right, Mr. Cheap Shot. Captain. Did you block the stone with your communicator? Uh-oh. Hi, I'm Scott Ross, and you're listening to the adventures of the USS Carpathia in Outer Space, a service of the Dancing Bear Variety Hour. We hope you're enjoying our humble little podcast. It means a lot to us that you're listening. Questions, comments, and lavish praise can all be sent to us at dbvhradio at gmail.com. We hope to hear from you. And now, we bring you Act 2 of... Bizarre Love Triangle, or So Clothes and Yet So Balcovar. Well, here we are, chained in a cell on an alien planet, awaiting some horrible fate because we managed to break an obscure religious law. It certainly looks that way now. We'll figure something out. I think I can just about reach my pocket. And you know what the highlight of all of this is? It's all because of your colossal arrogance. Aha! They left my grooming kit. Let me just get out my mirror. I think I can get an angle out into the corridor. And now I'm going to die. I'm going to starve in this pit or get torn apart by giant beasts because of you. Looks like there's one guard stationed a few cells down. A two-man patrol passes by on a regular circuit. Looks like every three minutes? What are you doing? Do you think you're going to break out of here? Did you not notice the massive iron chains on your hands and feet? Or the six-inch thick door? I noticed a radio antenna on top of the building. That means there's probably a communications room somewhere. I'd guess the top floor. Damn it, Captain Dury! Stop ignoring me! Faye, we took an oath when we became Astrobase officers to conduct our duty at all times, and when captured, to take every possible opportunity of escape. Captain Derby, there is no escape. Even if Perry and Dr. Zimmer realize we're missing in time, they won't know where to look. We're done for. Now don't sell old Perry short. I have a feeling that even now he's hatching a plan to get us out of here. 
And that is the story of how I met Claudia and the love which was born between us. Dang, Herman. That's some pretty steamy stuff. Now, when you say pretzel, well, what should I be doing? And there goes the patrol. 127th loop. Hey, you're right. We can't break out of here. Well, at least you've come to accept it. There's no point in delaying the inevitable. Guard! What? Would you come in here? I need to talk to you. You owe Epcala for your crimes. You are not to be trusted. Look at me. I'm shackled to a wall 20 feet underground. Where am I going? Listen, I'm the one you want. I offended your culture's bizarre and nonsensical rules of honor, and I should pay the price for it. But she's done nothing. Captain, what are you doing? There's no reason to punish her for my mistakes, and you'd be doing your people a grave disservice if you did. If there's a better engineer alive, I haven't met him yet. I will take her to speak with the administrator. Captain, you don't have to do this. Yes, I do, Faye. One of us has to make it out of here. It should be you. Wait. Wait. I want you to take my rank badge back to Astro Base. Guard, I can't reach her in these chains. Would you hand it to her? Very well. You dropped it. A thousand pardons. I'm not used to having chains around my wrists. Could you get it for her? Oh, fine. Captain, what are you doing? Getting us out of here. By my count, we have about 98 seconds before the patrol passes this way again. We should be able to make it to the stairs if we move fast. Where are we going? All the way up. We have to find that communications room so you can call the Carpathia. They're on to us! And not a moment too soon. Here's the communications room. I'll do my best to hold the door, but once they find us, we won't have long. You'd better get to work on that radio. Yes, all right. 12,000 watt. Frequency division multiplexing system. It's pretty primitive, but I can work with it. If anybody can, it's you, Faye. I can boost the signal with the power supply in my uniform's climate system. Let's enhance the frequency precision and implement a pulse hailing mechanism. You uh, might want to pick it up just a little. Beginning transmission. I've sent a hail. This is going to work. We did it, Captain. Super proud. Why aren't they answering? Give us the one they call Derby. We demand the color. Hello? Is someone there? James! James, can you hear me? Is that you, Sugar Dumpling? For sake, get them down here, Chinsky! You will not escape until you render Ipkala! I don't know what that is! Oh, Jesus, Faye, what's the problem? Listen, James, we've been captured! You are ours now, blasphemers! No, damn you! Let me go! James, help us! They've gotten in! James! 
Darling? Are you there? Darling! Whoever this is, we have recaptured the blasphemers. You have two hours to render Ipkala, or their lives are ours. What do you make of that, Hans? It sounds like they are in very, very big trouble. Well, we better saddle up and ride into town. One second, Lieutenant Perry. Ipkala. Ipkala. Where have I heard this before? We don't have time for word games, Hans. Shush! I am googling. Oh. Ja, Ipkala, Lieutenant Perry. My knowledge of Chesh Kitchen etiquette is a little rusty. But if we are to save Faye and Captain Derby, I think this Ipkala could be our ticket. Industrial nylon. Pah! We're about to be drawn and quartered by two enormous elephantine pack animals. You're thinking about the material they're using to string us up? Give me some slack, Faye. We've been shopping for the stuff all day long. Can't blame me if it's still on my mind. It's your insatiable love for fabric that got us into this mess. If we survive this, I'm going to personally jettison every last square yard of that infernal material into space. And where do you get off buying slaves? Just because you call them interns doesn't make it acceptable. That's it. You're a genius, Faye. Scooter will rescue us. That little man adores me. Scooter! Scooter! Scooter, my boy. How about lending old Papa Derby a hand in untying these ropes? I'm sorry, Mr. Derby. Captain Scooter, I told you, it's Captain Derby. Now how about these ropes, kiddo? Sorry, Mr. Captain Derby. I will get into much trouble if I untie you. Yogurt on goat is an unforgivable offense. I have to go now, thank you. Damn it, Scooter, come back here. Where's your sense of loyalty? What? What's that? Why are they shouting louder? Ugh. I hope you're happy, Captain. Never better, Tinsky. Stop. Citizens of Balkavar, I am Emperor James Perry of the Kingdom of Astro Base. I come in peace. I bring you Ipkala in exchange for the life of prisoners Chinsky and Derby. How am I doing, Hans? Splendidly. Now tell them what your Ipkala is. I have 10,000 cubic rim wax of some of the finest fabrics to offer in atonement for the sins of my fellow countrymen. What did he say? Barry, what are you doing? That better not be my fabric you're hawking. Silence, infidel Captain Derby. Emperor James Perry of Astrobes, you intend to offer Ipkala for the lives of the infidels? Why, yes, sir. Your Highness. Er, yes, sir, Your Highness, sir. And you are aware that if we deem your Ipkala unworthy, you'll sacrifice your life as well as your subjects? I'm confident you'll find my Ipkala sufficient. We have the finest silks and linens in all the land. It'll surely be worth more than the lives of the two. What was it again? Heretics. Heretics! I will confer with the council. Wait here. We're gonna get you guys out here. Don't you worry. But at what cost, Perry? Give them the shuttle for crying out loud. We've got a dozen. That fabric is priceless. For the Barcarians, if color may only be offered in the form of fine textiles. Then just cut us free and let's get the hell out of this wasteland. 
Hans has taught me to respect the values and customs of cultures different from our own, no matter how strange they seem to us. As guests on their planet, we have a duty to meet them on their terms. The Germans have a saying, Andere Lande, Andere Sitten. It is not our place to say whose customs are right and whose are wrong. Damn it, Hans, you're impossible to understand and you smell like cabbage, but you've got a point. Fine. If it takes a shuttle full of priceless luxury fabric to save our skin, then you better make it count. Dunker, Captain Derby. I thought they were called Argodons. Emperor James Perry of Astro Base, we have reached our decision. We, the Council of Three, find your offering of Ipkala <gasps> acceptable. <sighs> We are a merciful people who value hospitality and the nuclear family, but we take our religious traditions very seriously. You may take the infidels under the condition that the one called Derby is never again allowed to return to this city. Sure thing, your highness, sir. We'll be as scarce as a deer tick on a pig's belly. And the one you call Hans, the ambassador, we like him. We would like to offer him permanent residence as an ambassador of your people to ours. We shall build him a kingdom of Astrobase embassy, where he will live in comfort and peace. Several of your captain's dervy servants will now be without work. We will reassign them to Hans. Hooray! I will work for Mr. Captain Hans! Your Highness, it would be an honor. But Hans... There's no way to know when we'll be back here, or even if we'll be back. Astrobase has been good to me, Perry, but I feel it is time for me to move on. It is every anthropologist's utmost desire to be accepted so wholly by an outside civilization. Are you sure, Hans? I mean, you're a great asset to the fleet. Miss Chinsky, I have never in my life been so sure of anything. It has been a most sincere pleasure to serve with you all. Auf Wiedersehen. Adios, comrade Hans. For crying out loud, I think I'm having an allergic reaction. Will someone cut me loose? Silence, infidel Captain Derby, sir. <laughs> Boy, am I glad to have you two back safe and sound, with a brand new engine ready to go. Indeed. I wasn't sure about that Deutschlander, but he sure came through when we needed him. And he wasn't the only one. You're a true hero today, James. I won't forget it. Oh, shucks, Miss Chinsky. Don't go making me blush in front of the captain. Don't be embarrassed, Perry. I know you have a feminine tendency for sentimentality. Thank you, sir. Now I'd better square away the engine room for the trip home. Coordinates are locked in. Do I need to be here? You head out, Ali. It's been a rough day for you. You must have been worried sick about us down there. Well, Captain, looks like it's just you and I again. Indeed it is, Engineer Tsinski. We went through a lot today. I know I tested your patience and put you in a bad spot, but if there's any officer on this ship who could have gotten us out of there, it was you. It wasn't just me. If it wasn't for your quick thinking, I'd still be locked in that cell. And I know we wouldn't have gotten arrested in the first place if I hadn't gotten so angry with you. I guess we learned a lot about one another today. I guess we did. Oh my god! Are you trying to kiss me? What? No, I, I thought you... 
I was just saying I respect you. I don't. No, uh, look, that w that was something else. I I thought I saw. Right. I'm gonna go. Happy flying. No, don't go. It's not weird. Oh Jesus, Derby, what are you doing? Well, I suppose. Make ship go. The Dancing Bear Variety Hour is written and produced by Scott Ross, Justin Wilson, and Phil Garland, with additional voices by Sarah Levins. This episode originally aired on KJHK 90.7 FM in Lawrence, Kansas, on September 17, 2013. If you're new to the show, we'd love your feedback. Let us know what you think by writing to dbvhradio at gmail.com or commenting on the episodes online at The Young Learner's Guide to American Wildlife, which you can find by looking for it.